Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joe Mixon. Is he going to get released? Austin Eckler. Door closed for Austin Eckler according to reports for Cincinnati and all these teams that were potentially vying for him or talking to him because Austin Eckler was granted permission to seek a trade. But has the Cincinnati Bengal door reopened now that Mixon might be potentially released off of the back of the new news that Mixon's charges were actually filed again against him in the brandishing of a, of a weapon against a uh, an individual that was 42, 43 years old, a, a female driver in a road, uh, road rage incident. Aaron Rodgers' deal, potentially in the works, very close to happening, be done before the NFL draft. Kyler Murray cleared for practice. Richie James, we got a whole bunch more. Your phone calls, the fantasy football show. It starts right now, young man. File on in, hit that thumb up button. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. And I'm going to walk you through all the news and notes, things that are in the news, things that are potentially on our minds. Take your phone calls, answer your questions, take your super chats, and walk you sh- walk you through the usual Monday through Friday situation that we got going on up here. If this is your first time here, pitch your tent because this is a Monday through Friday show. This is a guarantee for you. Doesn't matter if your boy Smitty's sick. Doesn't matter if it's Christmas Eve. It doesn't matter what it is. Monday through Friday, I'm live at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rain or shine. I'm on one hour sleep right now. I've been working around the clock for you. This is what I do. I live in this cave right here and and, and been cranking out content like crazy. I work for you. And we're talking Joe Mixon briefly. We did a whole video on this. Look at the new Spaceman animation. Look at Devo dancing doing the spaceman bro with the 499 hauler you're the man smitty says devo no devo you got it the other way around the pleasure is all on this side of the table pal joe mixon briefly gonna talk about this because we've already addressed it uh and we you know we're gonna hit it though richie james will we'll hit that as well went one second let me pull up the let me pull up the joe mixon news here we go tmz reported earlier today that criminal charge and i initially reported that it wasn't a misdemeanor it's a criminal misdemeanor um you know how you could you could have a potential speeding ticket this is a criminal misdemeanor um but this is still brandishing a weapon against a a, a 42 to 43 year old woman in a in a road rage incident where the charges got dropped you remember this uh popped up a, a, a like more than a month or two ago and the charges got dropped and everybody said, oh, Mix is fine. Everything's going to be good. And then the whole situation with his house, it got taped off by police. There was supposedly a shooting that he wasn't there. His uh, people that were at his house said he wasn't present. So he got cleared of that. And then this thing got kicked back up 
We heard, and I and I warned people of this when the Chargers did get dropped, that it the report said that Chargers could be pursued again if more evidence shows up or the potential alleged victim wanted to press charges or file charges against Joe Mixon. Here we are. Here we are. The charge of aggravated menacing has been refiled against Joe Mixon. Misdemeanor criminal charge or not, this is a bad look. And the guy was teeter-tottering on the verge of being released anyway. I'm not saying he's a lock to get released, but it certainly feels the way that, that this was being talked about from the executive vice president of the Cincinnati Bengals where this individual, the the uh, executive assistant or executive vice president of the Cincinnati Bengals was quoted saying the following uh, when asked if, if Joe Mixon will be on the roster in 2023. She said, uh, actually, I got to paraphrase it. Right now, he's on the team. That was the answer. Is he going to be on the team in 2023? He's on the team, comma, right now. That, that, that's what was, that's how she responded. And this was on March 30. Today is April 7. So much different answer, most likely, given there were no charges. The charges were dropped. He currently was in no legal situation. He did not have anything pending. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in terms of uh, either a misdemeanor criminal charge or whatever. But bottom line is this. In my opinion, this guy's already dropped off. He's dropped off. Maybe this team was 50-50 on giving him another go. The offensive line's going to be improved. Maybe they say, hey, we'll run one more year back and see how it goes. We'll bring in somebody else. If it doesn't work out, we just split the time and, and you know push the carries over to one player versus another. Draft a Tank Bigsby in the later rounds. Draft a Sean Tucker. I see Sean Tucker wearing orange again for some reason. I think he could be a bangle. I just feel it. Sean Tucker will be phenomenal in this system. But but regardless, you got to say to yourself, if this team was on the verge of cutting him and maybe they went the other direction and said, we might not cut him. We might not cut him. You got to ask yourself if this would push the Bengals over the edge because now they got a situation they don't really want to deal with in a way out, essentially, to say, look, look, guy, it, it's time. It's time. And and I don't. I get tired of people defending him, like innocent until proven guilty. I love that approach. That's the way this country should be. Innocent until proven guilty, but that's in the court process, the criminal process, the justice process, not in the private, you work for a private company and there's video evidence of Camara beating a guy with his buddies and the guy's lifeless on the ground and you keep hitting him and kicking him. This is different. This is where if you or I went to work and thank God I work for you because I think you guys... Give me a pat. Look at look at the Patrick. The Patrick drop in the $5 haul. I appreciate you, the Patrick. If you guys, let's say the Patrick goes to work. He works at, let's say, let's say he types up TPS reports for a bank. And the Patrick goes to work. On his way to work, he bra- he brandishes a weapon uh, toward a, 20, a, a 43-year-old woman 
or 43-year-old man on the way to work and his boss finds out about it? Is the Patrick going to potentially be in trouble? I would say so. And, and more so the case in Camara. It's very different in some contexts because Camara was, you know, at the Pro Bowl, even though he wasn't on the clock on the field doing, you know, Saints things at that moment, he was representing the team in Las Vegas and, and, and people defend him still. This guy's probably getting cut. This guy's probably getting cut. If I was the Bengals, I would cut him anyway because they need to move on. You need to draft. If it's me, you need to draft at this number 28 overall pick, Zach Charbonnet or Jameer Gibbs. And if you don't draft Zach Charbonnet or Jameer Gibbs at 28 overall, well, you trade up for Bijan. Any team should trade up for Bijan. And if not, you trade for Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, or Dalvin Cook using a third rounder. If you can get away with a third, a couple thirds. In the case of Eckler, you probably give up a second. I'd give up a sec. I'd give up the. Listen to me. I, I look. I, I'm. I've made it no secret that I worry about Eckler staying healthy on a full workload, but. It's different for an NFL team to go after a player that can do what Eckler could do still in the playoffs, even if he got banged up and missed four, five, six games during the regular season. You take that kind of gamble. And I would pay, if I was the Bengals, I would pay a second, a third, and a fourth the exact same uh, trade package that was offered for Christian McCaffrey because that was a steal. I don't care what McCaffrey went for. McCaffrey went for a steal. McCaffrey should have been a first-round pick. McCaffrey should have been one first-round pick at least and, and a fourth-rounder, first and a fourth. And if you say cap, oh, running backs don't get that kind of draft capital in a trade, I don't care. If you're the Eagles and you traded for you traded for Christian McCaffrey last year instead of the Niners, you won the Super Bowl. If you were the Bengals and you traded for Christian McCaffrey last year, Instead of the Niners, you won a Super Bowl. The same thing with the Buffalo Bills, and the same thing could be said about the the uh, the, the the Chicago Bears this year if they trade for Eckler using a second round pick or the same draft package or trade package as went for Christian McCaffrey. It's it's like I say all the time. It's borderline incompetence for the Eagles, the Bears, uh, the 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 Buffalo Bills. Pablo dropping the $5 hauler, the Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, the uh, the Bears, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Borderline incompetence not to give up more than a second-round pick for Austin Eckler to win a championship. And 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 maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be talked about getting traded back to the bank, or over to Joe Burrow, back to Joe Burrow, under Joe Burrow's care. And, and you can rip on the Clyde all you want, a lot of trash emojis, people always call... Clyde, trash. Clyde's trash. Well, you know what? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but give me a shot with Clyde Edwards-Alaire under Joe Burrow's command again, like at LSU. And keep in mind, Joe Burrow, one person said maybe Joe Burrow's wrong for once in his life in this comment, but Joe Burrow said that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the best college football player he's ever played with. He played with both Bosa brothers. He played with all the LSU wide receivers. This guy's played with the elite of the elite of the elite and against the elite of the elite. Some of the best defensive players in the National Football League Joe Burrow lined up against, and he said Clyde Edwards-Alaire was better than all of them. Everyone he played, everybody on his team, and I'm not saying he's right in that. I'm merely saying he loves Clyde. And if this team was to, let's say, keep mixing, trade for Clyde very cheap, 
and just see what's what. Just see what's what. See if he works. See if he could do something in this system with Joe Burrow. I'm not ready to give up on Clyde totally. I know a lot of you are, and that's fine. I still really like him. He scored a bunch of touchdowns in Kansas City to kick off the year in 2022. He was phenomenal his first start in the NFL. We thought we had a gold mine his first NFL start. We thought this was it. This guy, first start, we're pumping him up. Boom, he explodes. He couldn't stay healthy. So Mixon, whole lot of things that could go on. I talked about Eckler. Eckler should be a Bengal, but the Bengals apparently don't want it. Maybe now they do because of this situation right here. Aaron Rodgers news uh, is is definitely some, something we need to kick around real quick. Diana Russini with a quick update, kind of, she says, on the Aaron Rodgers deal via ESPN today. The deal is getting closer and closer. Uh, let me move this over a little bit so I can read this. I'm sorry about that. Here we go. Um, This deal is getting closer and closer. I'm told Green Bay wants this done before day one of the NFL draft. They want to add weapons for their young quarterback. This is what we've been talking about for a long time. Some people say that the, the, the Jets have zero leverage. That's not true. Some people say the Green Bay Packers have zero leverage. That's not true. Some people say that Aaron Rodgers has zero leverage. That's not true. They all have a little leverage and a little skin in this game. And some people say that the Jets or that the Packers want Sauce Gardner. That's not true. They may have said it at one point, but that you get a laugh. That's what happens. You get a, you get to take a laugh. That's not even up for debate. Uh, some say that the the Jets won't budge on wanting the Green Bay Packers. Num or the uh, the Green Bay Packers won't budge on wanting the Jets number thirteen overall. That's not going to happen. Even if they push this to the limit, that's not going to probably happen. They re- really don't see it. Anything I suppose could, and and you 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 play hardball enough, maybe someone caves. But I don't think they want to go that direction at all. And the bottom line is this: the Packers are not preparing to pay Aaron Rodgers what Aaron Rodgers would make. So even if, let's say, they called the bluff of the Jets, the reason the Jets have some leverage as well is because the Packers can't actually proceed fully with keeping Aaron Rodgers on the roster. Not to mention, what are they going to do with Jordan Love if that happens? And not to mention, Aaron Rodgers will either retire or make the Packers' life difficult if he was to sit on the roster and, and, and really want to stick it to them and say, you know what, I'm not going away. Like, there's so many reasons why this is going to get done. And you got rumors of Aaron Rodgers to the Niners. That's nonsense. Aaron Rodgers said, I want to go to the Jets. That is it. That is it. There's nothing else to it. He doesn't want to play for anybody else. If, let's say, that the deal fell through and it became some crazy unraveling, which I suppose is possible. After 2020, what we endured in 2020 as a culture, as a society, as a sports industry, I'll never rule anything fully out. When the NCAA tournament got canceled in 2020, that was the one thing I said would never happen. Never happen. Lightning would strike my body, walking outside with no clouds, no storm, no lightning, no rain before the NCAA tournament, money-making tournament was going to get canceled over something or anything. And it did. So, like, honestly, that's one of the most shocking things that's ever, I think, happened to the sports world. That money-making tournament getting canceled was crazy. So, I, I know it's funny to reflect on that. But that's what I look to when I say to myself, that can't happen. Zero percent chance. 
I, I, I tend to remind myself, I'll give myself a little nudge. Hey, Smitty, remember in 2020, the unthinkable happened to all of us. All the things that unfolded that we never would have guessed would unfold. Anything could happen. Anything, sure. But the Niners are not going to go after Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen. Trey Lance is going to get his shot to compete, unfortunately, with Sam Darnold. And he'll probably blow him out of the water as long as he's healthy. As long as Shanahan doesn't botch it. Because Shanahan doesn't really know what he's doing when it comes to quarterback rooms. Until somebody decides for him, hey, here's your guy. Make it work. But Shanahan hopefully lets Trey cook. Hopefully Trey totally uh, unleashes holy hell on everybody, including Sam Darnold. And the guy's working with Patty Mahomes right now. And this is a guy that we've talked about being similar. The two are similar in some ways. Not comparing their, their trajectory of their careers. Not comparing the height that Trey could ever get to. But in terms of like a potential style of play. A guy that can scramble. A guy that can throw a, a missile down the field while he's running. He's an absolute monster. Um, he's an absolute potential uh, sleeping giant, Trey Lance. He was on the moon men list last year for a reason. But that doesn't mean it's going to work out because guess who's involved? Shanahan. Guess who I don't trust at all? Shanahan. Guess who failed to protect all of his quarterbacks last year? Shanahan. Guess who says that it's not Shanahan? It's just dumb luck. Football people get hurt. I say hogwash. I say hogwash. I say you should have built your offensive lineup in a scheme where you have all kinds of polling and things that happen that don't happen in other systems. You need to protect your quarterbacks differently than other teams. You have tight ends blocking linebackers. Not essentially... uh, uh, the reason that all this unfolded, but telling you that this offense needs special attention on the offensive line and the Niners need to address the offensive line right now. And they still aren't addressing it to my liking, but the NFL draft is coming. There's still a little bit of free agency left, but it's totally within the realm of possibility that Trey Lance could fail because of Shanahan or explode because of him, because of his talent. And so Aaron Rodgers, not to go too much on a sidetrack, Aaron Rodgers is not in the cards for the 49ers at this moment in time. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is still, let's say this unravels and he's available. He doesn't know what he wants to do. The Jets deal falls through. The Jets go after Lamar Jackson. It's some crazy, unbelievable, not likely to happen at all scenario. And Aaron Rodgers is sitting there and he's like, well, I still want to play it. I want to play for Green Bay. And this like turns into some like long stretched out into almost July situation, which honestly, again, after 2020, it, would anybody be all that shocked if something crazy like that happened? Let's be honest. Okay. My initial reaction is no way, but who knows? Who knows? We've seen some crazy things happen in the last three, four years. We really have. So to imagine something like that, not that crazy, but, but let's say it unravels. The Jets get pissed off. They go after Lamar. They offer him an offer sheet. Boom. Lamar Jackson's a New York Jet just in a snap. Let's just say in fairy tale world, a parallel universe, that happens. That goes down. Okay? So now the the the, the Packers are like, oh crap. What do we do here? And, and let's say in the same context, Purdy goes out, tests his arm. And we're talking about when Purdy's after the draft... 
Purdy's out there testing it. Rodgers is sitting there in limbo. The Jets don't. The Jets are going after. The Jets have Lamar. Lamar's a Jet, let's say. And Aaron Rodgers is sitting there going, "Do I go in another darkness retreat? What do I do?" And the, and the Packers are like, "Holy crap! What do we do?" Let's just say. And Brock Purdy goes out, and tests his arm. It doesn't work. He's got to go back under the knife. Maybe the Niners look into it, but that is so many degrees of separation away. You can't expect anything to happen other than Aaron Rodgers to go to the New York football jets. It's a matter of time as reported here. A deal is very close to getting done. Uh, Smitty's garage has 49er flags and pictures of Shanahan for sure. Says Andrew. No, Joe Mixon. We, we went over this piece of news. Um, Kyler Murray, this one's interesting. Uh, you know, it seems a little early, but I, I don't know exactly what cleared re- to resume workouts really means because it's ta- the, the, the talk that follows this report is nothing about, you know, he's far along or anything. He's still potentially set to miss maybe half of a season. They think he could be back a little earlier, but this is good news. This means no setbacks. This means potentially he's ahead of, sh- ahead of schedule. Kyler Murray knee has been cleared to resume workouts. Very light workouts, rehab workouts, getting getting back on track, some some running, some some cutting drills, some some quad strengthening, uh, some rubber band work, you know, strengthening the the quads, getting the truss back in the knee. When you tear your ACL, your boy has torn his ACL. I've torn pretty much everything known to man. Uh, when you tear your ACL, which you can see on the back of this model, you have a PCL and ACL. Lamar tore his PCL almost. A two three grade tear, which would have required surgery, and there's some concern about that. And I'll talk about that at a later date. Remind me. But the ACL, the other one, again, this is the front of the knee. If you tear the ACL or the PCL, really, and you sever that that ligament, that ACL, that ligament, your brain has a severed connection in the body. And if you go out and try and cut, your brain has to find a new pathway to your leg. And it's it's severed. It's a severed connection. And you don't communicate as fast as you would think. I know it sounds crazy, but I've experienced it myself with my torn ACL. I would be walking in, let's say, Lowe's or Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know if I had time, but let's say I did. And I'm walking and I see something, I want to go that direction, and I literally, in my mind, cut, but my body doesn't turn, and I just keep walking straight, it was the weirdest feeling in the world, I went, and I just kept walking straight, your body has to create new connections when major things get severed, like an ACL, and and so Kyler's got a lot of trust to build with the knee, but the good news with Kyler is that he's a smaller dude. He's a smaller dude, and smaller dudes have less weight on the knee. There's less, uh, it, sometimes like think of Jamal Charles tore his ACL kind of not at a super young age, but because he was light, because he didn't have any of the issues that a lot of players did have coming back from an ACL tear at, an, at a medium to older age. Jamal Charles was light on his feet. Um, anytime you're a little bit lighter than the average bear and you have a, a knee issue, it's a lot better. Anybody have 
knee issues and you gain weight and you can't even run. Your knees ache, your knees hurt, but when you drop the LBs and you go out and run, you don't have as many knee problems. It's the same thing with a, a smaller statured player. So Kyler could have a quicker recovery than the average player because of the size difference between Kyler and some other, other players that have torn their ACL. So this is good news, but at the same time, there's no report suggesting he'll be back any quicker than mid-season. And there, there's some hope he does maybe come back a little sooner, but that's it. I mean, there's no like, oh, this he's way out of schedule. He's resuming workouts. Resuming workouts is ex- kind of expected around this territory of time. Richie James signed with the KC Chiefs. This is kind of an interesting signing because this guy's pretty good. I don't know that he's going to find his way into a very huge role. Maybe, maybe not. But I was hoping he'd land somewhere where he could get utilized. Maybe this turns out to be that place. Maybe it doesn't. But Richie James, I like Sky Moore. I like Sky Moore to the moon. Kadarius Tony's going to get a big shot. But but I like Sky Moore a lot to, to take a huge, big step. They invested high draft capital in Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore gets un- unleashed a little bit in 2023. Becomes a super sleeper wide receiver three. A league winning wide receiver three. Uh, but this is interesting that he got uh, drafted. Um, Thomas says, watch your draft podcast from last night. Loved the Hawkinson Ingram with wide receivers and drafting. Appreciate you dropping that comment. And let's uh, let's hit the phone lines now that we've got the news out of the way. Phone lines should be fixed. And we're going to hit any topic you want. So dial into the show. The phone number is on screen. Um, or will be on screen once I, I I I click this button here. Phone number will be on screen. There it is. I'll also hit the button to kind of urge you all to call on in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Let's go. Um, D-Town, appreciate you being here. Man, I loved watching Jamal Charles. I did too, says uh, Sick Nasty. Uh, Kilpatrick in the house. What's up, Kilpatrick? Appreciate you being here. What's up, media? Media in the building. Richie. Um, yeah, Richie with the KC Chiefs is pretty decent. Priest Holmes. Who doesn't miss Priest, Hol- Priest Holmes? What a monster. I remember when he tore his ACL playing Detroit, says Sick Nasty. Um... Yeah, Priest Holmes is probably my favorite running back of all time in, in fantasy football and the NFL. Just an exciting player. And in fantasy specifically, you get those three and four TD games. There, look, if you said, hey, Smitty, tell me something guaranteed. I would say when Priest Holmes got got a, a, a sweep, a swing pass, a pitch um, from like anywhere near. Kevin, dropping the $2 hauler. Anywhere near. The 7 to 12-yard line. Or no, anywhere from the 12-yard line or closer. Anybody who knows Priest Holmes knows what I'm talking about. There'll be a, like a, a, a sweep left or a sweep right. Um, a halfback pitch left or a halfback, halfback pitch right. Um, anytime Priest Holmes got the football and navigated to one side of the field to make a single cutback or two from 12 yards or out, it was a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? When when you were sitting there and you owned Priest Holmes, it was blue 32, hatchback 7, Holmes right, hut, hut, hike. And it was hitched to Priest Holmes. As soon as he get it, he's at the 12, 13-yard line. Couple cuts, goes in. You, you just like, it's a touchdown, it's a touchdown. It was a touchdown. Every single time it felt like, 
Priest Holmes was my favorite player of all time at the running back position. Marshall Falk and Tomlinson were obviously very, very fun to watch as well. Barry Sanders as well. but And I watched Barry Sanders play. Um, I didn't just watch film. You know, like some people don't watch LeBron or don't watch Jordan and they say LeBron's better than Jordan. That, that, that whole debate just is ridiculously funny. LeBron's one of the best ever, top three for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I loved... I loved watching Priest Holmes. Uh, thank you for your super chat, uh, Kevin. Let me get to these super chats real quickly. We've had a couple super chats so far. Uh, Pablo dropping the super chat, the $5 hauler. Pablo, did you end up dropping any kind of question after that? Let me see if Pablo asked anything. If he, he's just dropping fire to be to be um, an absolute monster. Pablo, if you got a question, uh, please let me know, and I'd love to answer it for you. Kevin says, how far could you see... Um, Hendon Hooker move up in the draft. Kevin, you're still here, right? Kevin, you here? Yeah, Kevin's still here. Priest, Priest, the Beast was my dude on NFL game day for PlayStation. Absolutely, Kevin. Kevin, I appreciate your super chat, my guy. Thank you so much for doing the dance. I, I would say that Hendon Hooker could climb as high as 15 over, or tw- 10 to 15. This is a guy that was projected to not even be near a first-round pick, but all of a sudden, because of the need at quarterback, because of all the buzz, the 11th-hour talk that always drives one quarterback up, it seems to be Hennon Hooker that's getting driven up. Anthony Richardson got driven up in value due to buzz. Now we've got a potential Hennon Hooker situation, where some people say he's better than Levis. Some people say Hennon Hooker is the second or third best quarterback in the draft. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm merely saying that, that's being said about some scouts, analysts, and mock draft people. Not saying they're correct, but certainly could move up. Uh, appreciate you dropping that super chat, my man. My man, my main man, Kevin. Uh, is the Patrick still here? The Patrick, appreciate you. I don't know if I, ju- I read it. Smitty, we drafting tonight. I need to jump in a, a, a show, a little something. Uh, you you said it earlier, but hunt to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. That could that could definitely Zeke or Hunt to Cincinnati. I'm not saying I like the Zeke part. Definitely possible. Oh, Kilpatrick, you're on the line. Kilpatrick, what can I do for you? What's going on, Smitty? How's your foot? Bro, my toe looks like I can't even tell you. It looks like LeBron James's foot right now. My toenail, I don't know why yeah. my toenail's still attached. I don't I, I can't make sense of it and I can't really explore it because it's so painful I just leave it alone. But I have a feeling my toenail is just sitting on top for some reason. Like it doesn't, it's not really supposed to be there anymore. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, on my Instagram stories, if you click on my little circular face and you can see all my story posts, it should still be up. But in the middle of the night, I ran into a slide in the dark and the slide was on the ground and I just blasted through it, man. My foot didn't even hit it. I went through it like it was kicking a football. And uh, the toenail just, it just started bleeding all over. But it, it's its her—it's throbbing. I'm, I can still run, I think, on it tonight. I'm going to try. It might bleed a lot or whatever, but we'll see. Um, real quickly, before you ask your question, uh, the Patrick, you still here? I just want to make sure the Patrick gets his super chat answered. Devo, appreciate you dropping that, by the way. He said, you're the man, Smitty. Thank you, Devo. Um, the Patrick, I want to make sure the Patrick gets taken care of. Where's the Patrick? The Patrick, the Patrick. Where are you at, bro? Where are you at? I think he's here. I think he's here. Uh, Eric, yeah, okay, I think he's here. So, the Patrick said, um, Spit Air, we drafted tonight, yes. And, and again, 
We probably will draft. I can't ever guarantee the night drafts. They're always give me. They're always like bonus draft or bonus live streams. But I probably should be good to go. Um, as for Cream Hunt, Zeke Elliott, those are the top two running back options. They're certainly possible for the 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 Cincinnati Bengals, even if Mixon stays on the roster, which I don't think he will. But I do think the Bengals still will explore the Austin Eckler conversation again. Anybody remember Amon Green and Robert Smith? Yeah, bro. Both of those guys were phenomenal. Deuce McAllister. There's a there's a plethora of guys we could bring up from the from the heyday. Uh, okay, Kilpatrick, hit me with what you, what do you got? Yeah, man, I got a quick little question for a Dynasty Superflex startup. I got a offer today, sixth round, eighth pick for my eleventh round and my twenty twenty five first. What you think? Sixth round. Uh, say it again. I acquired the sixth round pick, um, eighth pick in the sixth round. I give away my 11th round and my 2025 first. Sixth round. Um, can you give me an, a list of guys? Because I don't know if this is keeper and whatnot. Can you give me a list of guys that would potentially be available for this pick? Yeah. Um, just give me one second. I got the mock right here. Yeah, so are there keepers involved we're looking in at like no keepers no keepers you're looking at like Schultz, maybe a darren waller you could get um okay so regular six round pick so it's a start dynasty startup exactly super flex okay let's let's take a look at let's take a look at on the on the board um what's going on here what's going on here hold on kilpatrick we got a we got a foul on the flag on the field. Okay. So let's say that, uh, so 2020, 2024 first and an 11th rounder for a six. It's actually round. a 25. It's a 25 first. So it's not okay. even next year. It's 25 year first and 11th rounder in a startup dynasty for the six overall or the six round pick. I, I, I tend Yeah, guys like Yeah Tom Burke, Damian Pierce, Chris Godwin, that kind of area. So do you think Watson, London, probably not. Kyle Pitts, none of those guys are falling in this particular draft with no, uh, these grandmas. No way. Is it no way. uh Charbonnet, could he be there in the in a grandma league here? Uh Charbonnet would be a, yeah, he would be. He's actually around later. And, yeah, I just mean with your group, it's not weird or okay, so uh This is a tough one. The Patrick dropping another wad on screen. $2 hauler. Get in on the next draft. Get in on that draft tonight. Yes, we'll be... I dropped a link in the live chat. There's no way to really get it to you early unless you're subscribed to my Instagram um, channel, which I've put out there a bunch. That's the, the, mock, or the mock draft and live draft channel. So... Um, DM me the Patrick and you may, I may not get to you in time for tonight's draft, but I'll get you on that channel. It's a free subscribe on Instagram. It's like a private chat group that has no ability for you to chat in it. It's a one way conversation where I just announce things. So you need to get that. Okay. Um, so I, I guess like, so Watson, probably not. He's a fourth or fifth rounder. Let me take a look at some ADP data real quick and just see, or let me look at one of the mock drafts like from last night and let me just see who I think you might be able to get. I don't really love Godwin. 
I don't think God wants a player yeah, I, I want to own. Neither, neither here. I'm just staying away from Tampa Bay. Yeah, looking at a, with uh, Mayfield. Looking at a mock from last night, and this is redraft, but I'm just trying to get a sense for a couple players. JSN won't be there. Yeah, the, this is where a, in Dynasty, this is where sixth round is where there's a lot of veterans and it drops off. That's a tough one, bro. Like I want the kind of the kind of the kind of tier I'm looking at right now, uh, like Elon Burks in that range, um, George Pickens, Quentin Johnson is usually around there. I mean, I take um, I, I, I take Pick, I take Pickens or Johnson. I think that would be pretty good. So if you think you can get Charbonnet, yeah, no. I'd probably I'd probably do it. If you think you can get Charbonnet or Pickens, I probably would do it. But it's a little bit of a risk. It's a little bit of a risk because if you end up having a bad team and then you're later on wishing you didn't get rid of that 2025. But at the end of the day, bro, 11th rounder? Who cares about 11th rounder? Um, right, right. If, if, let's say you get a Do you think you could draft a guy that would go in the top four of the 2025 rookie draft? Because let's say you have a top four pick, maybe, maybe Charbonnet, Quentin Johnson, maybe Addison, maybe George Pickens, maybe London somehow yeah, falls to you, both, yeah. maybe Pitts falls to you somehow, maybe Gibbs falls somehow, some way, I don't know, maybe, I, yeah, I don't know one of the quarterbacks that we like would fall, but you also could trade this pick, you could trade your, like your six and a seventh to get a fourth, and then now all of a sudden you can get a Watson. Yeah, I'd do it, I'd do it, I'd take Charbonnet, I'd take it. This this is a nothing burger pick, so you're essentially saying give me right. a, give me a Pickens or a Charbonnet for my 2025 first. I'm okay with that. Just make your team good. Right, so the so pick sucks. one more one more really quick question. If I'm at the 10th pick first round, right? Same guy is um, if I don't do this trade, I could swap my 10 with his five, give him that 2025 first and a second, and I'll be able to move up and get possibly a Herbert or a Burrow. I'm hoping, bro. It's, su- it's super flex? Know. Yeah. Well, if it's super flex, you might see London or Watson fall to that six rounder, bro. If it's super flex, it may happen. It's tough to say. So I really like that trade if it is super flex. Uh, trade, so trade your 2025 first and the 2025 second. Not your second rounder down right, here, right? And, right. This, you're talking about and then both? just basically swap the 10. 10 pick in the first round for the five. Smash Hoping it. Hoping I get Burrow. I smash don't... it. Smash it. All right, get, Like, bro, that's the easiest decision. That's the easiest question I've been asked all all week. Because you get Fields or Burrow. And the fact that Fields is going over Burrow right now means you're probably 70% chance going to get Burrow. And even if you don't, I, like, I love Fields. To get that top five quarterback, you have an advantage above advantages. It's an absolute smash. And as long as these are both rookie picks, you're not giving up your second round vet pick, like your startup pick. No, these are yeah. rookies. Okay, rookies. smash that, bro. Stay, stay, on the, stay on hold. Let me go to the next caller, but you can stay on the panel. We got, uh, who is next? Hold on one second. Let me just look at the list here. Dakota Dave, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show, my man. How's it going? It's good, bro. The phone lines are back. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, I wanted to, uh, a couple of comments and question about Debo. You were talking about him quite a bit uh, yesterday. And um, I had the misfortune of having him as my receiver one last year. 
And um, it was weird. Even before CMC came, they were not getting him the ball much. And uh, when they did, you know, he wasn't even able to do his thing, partly because, you know, Jimmy just telegraphed the screens to him. And the defenses were catching on. Um, And um, no jet sweeps, you know, occasionally in the backfield with some off-tackle runs, which is dumb. And, uh, of course, I didn't know that Jimmy was going to be playing. I figured, you know, Debo did great in 2021 and a nice upgrade on quarterback. Um, But I was just wondering if there was any way maybe I could have seen that coming. Um, There was some thoughts about Debo maybe, you know, getting too much work and injury potentially entering the picture. He played 13 games, so clearly he got banged up. I mean, anybody that that had him knows that. If you didn't have him, I'm telling you, he played 13 games. 632 and and two TDs was awful. And, And only, he did have three TDs on the ground, which was nice. He had 232, but Christian Watson had 200 yards and two TDs, so... He's not his old Debo Samuel wideback role in this offense currently as I see it. Not to mention he's in a potential musical chairs of quarterback. At least two quarterbacks deep in that musical chairs. Therefore, you don't know that consistency will follow because the offenses could be very different. The fact that, that Shanahan speaks to Trey Lance as a dual threat and Purdy as a you know just a, a pocket passer, you've got to expect the offenses to be different. Therefore, the usage of Debo is going to be inconsistent in 2023. I think if he had another good year, we could bank on him. But I think having a struggle year, being that he, he's been kind of abused between the tackles, given that there's too many mouths to feed, and, and I don't know what his role is going to be with Trey now. We've seen him with Jimmy. He didn't do anything. We've seen him with Purdy. He didn't really do anything. Um, with Jimmy the year prior, he did because Jimmy was so limited that it was all Debo, all Debo, all Debo, but he wouldn't probably stay healthy getting that same usage anyway, so they tried to dial that back. And the bottom line is Shanahan will abuse him if he needs to. He's not worried about keeping him healthy or anything like that. I'm not saying he's like trying to get him hurt, but I'm just saying he's not going to be like, oh, I want to... Uh, Debo doesn't want to get injured. He's got escalators in his contract to kick more money in when he when he does this with wide back and that you know hits certain certain uh, statistical marks. So he wants to run too, but I just don't trust him, bro. In the fourth round, I, I I'm okay with it, but I feel I have a bad feeling about Debo this year. I have a very bad feeling that Debo's carrying a little extra weight. I mean, he has plenty of time to trim down, but. He, he's a big dude, and to be getting the work he's getting as a running back, even if it's part-time, part, part time, not even like halftime, they cut it down a lot. He's getting those carries that are dangerous for him at his size, and I just feel like the, wear's, the wear and tear is real. I think knee injuries, him and A.J. Brown concern me very much with knee injuries for 2023 for some reason. Call, call some of that gut instinct, call some of it, hey, a track record of it too. It's not like A.J. Brown has no knee issues. He has a lot of knee issues. It's not like Debo hasn't had knee issues. He's had knee issues. So it's not like I'm just throwing mud at a wall and, and thinking it's going to stick. Like these two are concerns for me. But I'm probably staying away from Debo unless I get him in the mid to late fourth round. And that to me, especially in best ball, feels pretty good. 
because it will allow you to have a bad year with them and still like if he gets six seven if he gets 700 yards and four touchdowns receiving he gets 250 for two or three like he could maybe kind of come close to fourth to fifth round value as a wide receiver some total with with that production if you include the receptions you know what i mean like it's a he can earn it but he's risky anywhere as a third drafted player second drafted player no thank you i'm out i'm out christian mccaffrey is the target hog in this offense and i don't think shanahan's gonna deploy especially with trey lance this high-powered attack. He should because Trey's got a cannon, bro. This is why I don't like Shanahan. I mean, he's got a great scheme. I get it. He's a offensive savant, but it doesn't mean he can. It doesn't mean he can see all the other angles, and that's why people say he takes his foot off the gas. He doesn't finish in games. Like it doesn't matter how good of an offensive savant you are. Like you got to be able to close and understand what you're working with. So I I feel like I feel like it's very very tough to count on Debo this year unless you're getting him in that fourth, fifth round territory. And even then, it's just like yeah. you're hoping he stays healthy. That's it. So De- Debo's an avoid. I'm not gonna... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Mm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not going to touch him <laughs> at all. I mean, he was kind of a disappointment. Um, but I tell you what, he uh, when he came back from injury, he had a nice connection with Brock, uh, Purdy. Um. And he had a nice connection with Trey, you know, in uh, Trey's rookie year. So, um, you know, obviously QB matters a lot. But um, he actually did better with CMC and Purdy in there than Jimmy G and no CMC. Yeah, as as as, as DJ said, uh, Debo's production will never be the same with CMC there. It's, I mean, it's the honest truth. It's the, it's the God's honest truth. In fact, if if let's say Christian McCaffrey misses four games, Debo probably has monster games. Three out of those four games. But the problem is, will yeah. Debo get hurt? Will Debo get hurt being run into the ground? And it doesn't seem like Shanahan learns his lesson either. And, and if anybody's a yeah. Niner fan, you can call in a media. You can call in if you want and debate this with me because I don't you know you def- you defend anything Niner. Uh, sometimes you're objective, but usually not. Um, Shanahan. Doesn't learn his lesson. Doesn't learn his lesson when he takes his foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. Doesn't learn his lesson with Jimmy G. Doesn't learn his lesson with a hundred different things. Doesn't learn his lesson for extending Bosa when you did the same thing with Debo. You just wait. Our our plans to wait. Create animosity. Create tension. Um, He doesn't learn his lesson with Trey Lance getting hurt running up the gut. And then what do you do? I believe the same game. It was the same game or the next game at halftime with literally almost no clock no clock left. They tried to run the ball out in the first half, I believe, of the same game. Macho just became a YouTube exclusive member. Macho. Where, where's my... Hold on, Macho. I'm trying to... I got a camera situation here. Macho YouTube exclusive member. Casey became a YouTube exclusive member. Somebody should. Somebody must have dropped a a uh, a gifted sub because we got him. We got him filing in here. Shoddy, Shoddy became a YouTube exclusive member. Who dropped the gifted the gifted subs? Somebody did. Hold on one second. 
David became an exclusive member. Let me get into my own live stream from uh, from the web here, so I can see these uh, who 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 dropped this. Somebody dropped a gifted membership, I think. Uh, anyway, appreciate you all. What was the, what are we talking about? What's the question, Debo? Talk, talk about Debo, and I just one other point. You know, the same thing was with Kittle, with um, Purdy. All of a sudden, he came alive. Before, um, he was having a lousy season. So, you know, even with CMC there, um, Purdy really helped the team a lot. Yeah. And uh, from fantasy perspective, helped both, uh, well, Kittle a lot. And uh, in Depot. You know, I don't know what was happening before. They were they were not getting the ball. Guys, I dropped the YouTube exclusive membership link right now and I pinned it. So if you want to become a YouTube exclusive member, see your, your name fly onto the screen here. It's $1.99 for the... For the, the the small amount, did somebody drop a, a gifted membership? Because we had like a several in a row there. Uh, whoever dropped it, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, what was I gonna say? It was something about Debo's workload. Shanahan. Shanahan doesn't. Uh, whatever. You were saying that uh, Shanahan is just reckless with his players. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I was gonna care. say, I was gonna say, at the, the the game, Trey got hurt running, you know, running the ball. It was halftime. There was like almost no time on the clock, and he ran Debo Samuel up the middle to run the clock out. Right before the second yeah. half. So when someone says he learns his lesson, get out of here. Get out of here with that. He hasn't learned. Did the same thing with Trey Lance too. Bro, half half back plunge, Trey. Here you go. <laughs> take it and look you know running quarterbacks run I, I understand that but you don't run Josh Allen um in certain circumstances oh jo- Josh Allen is is reckless all by himself but like the way the way that Trey the way that he used Trey I you know he ran him like a ton in designed runs up the gut like it's one thing to have like a QB sneak um but you don't you don't plan a whole lot of you don't run a guy seven, you know how many times did who's a Niner fan here how many times did Trey run that the, you know that one game what was it when he came in and it was like it was something crazy it was a crazy number of of rushing attempts uh anyway let's let's get off the Niner conversation we talk a lot of of that when we get into that um let's go to we got we got other callers on the line here hang tight Kilpatrick Isaac the Isaac here. What's up, the Isaac? Oh, can you hear me? Okay. <clears throat> well, the Isaac's here, but also known as one of what four or five to fall asleep on the show. One of one of one of four or five what? To, to fall asleep on the show. That's oh yeah, it. the Isaac who fell asleep on the show. That's right. I'm gonna put Z's in your in parentheses next to your name, so I remember that every time. So we have the Isaac, we have the Bruce, and we have the the Patrick. We have a couple, couple. Uh, we, that's how you get sir or knighted here on the show is you get a the in front of your name. But you got to earn it. You got to earn it. Uh, what's up, the Isaac? What can I do for you? Yeah, knight me. I couldn't, I couldn't be prouder. But no, listen, I actually want to talk to you about field. But I got to just say, the Niners, oh my gosh. Shanahan treats his team and his players like they're modern, modern day gladiators. Yeah. Just putting him in the worst positions. Like, he has to know he's doing it, too. Yeah, it's weird when people say like it's football. People get hurt. Like, do you do you really do you really think four quarterbacks are going down with dumb luck? 
Like, do you really think that it doesn't? People ask, well, what is it then? How could it possibly be Shanahan? Because the scheme is a unique scheme. Like you're, you're putting quarterbacks in a very risky situation because there's pulling and switching going on that, that's abnormal for an offensive line and offense, and it's it's creative. That's what makes it so explosive and insane. But you have like a tight end blocking a linebacker. You have different things where there's mismatches in, in, in terms of speed, but sometimes power, and, and that creates a, a potential vulnerability in the offensive line. And when you don't attack the offensive line in the offseason because you're hanging on to Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, that, I'm sorry, but I can tie exactly to Shanahan. And I will. I'll continue to. Um, but anyways, next topic. Hit me with something else. Well, um, D-Town in the first building. of all, you've been hard. My man, I appreciate it. Um, Fields is him. What what an episode that you just had because as you stand in front of that clubhouse of 50, like you were explaining, it's apparent that fantasy football is relevant to the line of betting. I mean, what a connection you made there. Yeah, bro, um, bro you, I can't tell you the, the feeling I got when that guy came back to me because I, I swear to you, I went into that clubhouse room full of 50. If anybody doesn't know what clubhouse is, it's the audio chat. Twitter spaces is basically designed off of clubhouse which was a huge success i never have gone on it since twitter space had uh, developed but um clubhouse um it was a, a room full of like 50 plus betters and i i went in there and i just wanted to to ask them like because i was listening i thought it'd be fun to go in there and i just said why do you guys play fantasy football they're like no i don't have time and i and in, just in a nutshell if anybody missed it i i said you guys should and they're like why and i'm like because it's predictive you learn a whole different part of the gambling game. So many people think that, like, when I go on Roger's show, Roger's 49er show, they always say, oh, this guy doesn't know football. He just knows fantasy. And it's so funny because I laugh at those people because they don't know. It's not their fault. But I know more football than, than, than a person that just looks at football. I have to learn football first. I know football in and out. And then you have to learn the other part of it. Someone that knows football can't play fantasy football. Somebody that, that plays fantasy football and knows fantasy football knows the NFL in and out. So it's so funny that people look at it backwards. And and sometimes they'll say, oh, this guy's great for fantasy. But, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I don't just do fantasy. I do news. I do NFL breakdowns. I do everything. Scouting, everything. Combine stuff. That's what we do. But I went in there and I said, you guys should be doing fantasy football to hone in on your betting skills, your predictive skills. And they're like, give me an example. And I said, the Bengals will win the division. And they're all, oh, you're an idiot. This is when they're before they drafted Jamar Chase. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about, the Bengals. One guy listened. I didn't know he listened, though. I didn't know he listened, bro. I left, I left the clubhouse chat of 50 after getting completely laughed at. And, and it was fun. I mean, there was banter. It wasn't like I got I got bullied. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I, we left. I'm like, yeah. see you guys later. They're like, hey, thanks for coming in. And pre-. Like, it was very friendly. But I left. And later on, he called into the show. And he said, remember that clubhouse uh, chat you came in and said the Bengals will win the division? And I said, yes. And he goes, I put money on the Bengals. And I forget how much he put on it. It was like $500 or $1,000, whatever. But to win the division. And to win the division, those odds were astronomical. And so he made a boatload of money. And in the chat, they talk about it. Like, remember when we didn't take that bet? And so-and-so did. He rolled it all into the Super Bowl. 
to win and lost it all. But it was an amazing story. I hope he calls in. I forget who it was. Um, and that was a close. I mean, he could he could have really made out. You know, like yeah. they're living in the past. They're bet. You know, they don't. They think fantasy football is just a game. They think it's just for for it's, true fantasy. I mean, it is fantasy, but we know what we're doing with fantasy. We know NFL, like you said, you know, inside and out. I hope around the corner. They're living a year ago. Bro, I hope someday, like Moneyball, kind of uh, had its moment in in baseball. I really hope that someday, and not every fantasy person knows what they're doing, obviously, but like if you go to the elite of the elite of fantasy football, and I don't care if you don't consider, I'm not saying you, but anybody watching says this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, then whoever you feel is the best at fantasy football, advice giving, whatever, there there is something about the way that, that we look at it that's different than a scout or that an NFL, you know, coach or or trainer or whatever looks at. We look at this thing from a predictive standpoint and we look at production. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is production's all you want at the end of the day, but for some reason coaches and scouts they look at something a little different and in between. And so when I see somebody's ceiling potential and I feel like okay, like when I saw Josh Allen I saw nothing but greatness potentially hiding in this guy. And everybody trashed on him over and over. Jalen Hurts, nothing but greatness. Now, in my non-defense, I saw the same thing in Trey Lance. Maybe that proves true this year, but I was wrong there. And part of that is situation. Part of that was me Mm -hmm. being victim to not really accepting the reality of the situation and allowing coaching to blind my my uh, obsession and and appreciation for Trey's skill set. And that's something that's a weakness for not just me, but for everybody. Like fantasy football should be a learning environment. That's why I have these courses they'll be dropping sometime this month, about four or five, six courses out on the fantasyfootballshow.com. So if you guys want to watch those training courses on how to trade, how to negotiate trades, how to trade out of the first round how to trade into the first round all different videos and courses on bettering yourself why go in how many people just go into the next season just doing the same old thing they don't try and learn and become a student of fantasy football it sounds so dumb i'm sure i'm sure our wives are like this what's this guy talking about he's living in a fantasy (laughs) world here we are in a fantasy world but there's if you could turn your weakness into a strength you're unstoppable And, and i would say one of my weaknesses and it's okay to have them. I'm not a perfect person. I've I've turned a lot of my weaknesses into strengths over the 20 years doing this professionally. But one of my admitted weaknesses is getting so hyped up about a player's talent that I will overlook the situation, Javante Williams, as an example. Although I think he would have elevated mm-hmm. past it had he just stayed healthy because Melvin Gordon ultimately wasn't a problem. They released him. Melvin Gordon... They were, they were looking for anybody to start by themselves at, at a certain point halfway through the season. So Javante would have fully been unlocked. But that's just a small example of, you know, in year one for Javante. No, talent's going to win out. Talent's going to win out. That would be my my um, cross to bear, if you will, is that, I, that I, I can sometimes try and convince myself that a coaching situation might be something we overlooked. Like, 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 let's say, for example, Aaron Rodgers didn't go to New York. I could see myself in my flaws as a human being. I could see myself still loving 
Garrett Wilson more than I should and Brees Hall more than I should, even though Hackett is there. You know what I mean? But now that Aaron Rodgers is there, we don't have to worry about that at all. It's a zero concern. But, like, you know what I'm saying? That's probably something that all of us need to work on. But I admit I'm not I'm not an expert at that part yet. I think that's a part that I need to work on every day. Um, and I have the same flaw. It's just you get so excited about it, and and you, when you, later on you take a step back and like, what was I kind of thinking? There were other factors here that that I should have looked at that I normally do, but I was betting on this person, and and other things occur in the process. You know, whether they get hurt or whatnot. You know. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quickly, let me go to Ron Navy. Ron Navy, how you feeling? Hey, it works both ways, though. You could be overexcited or you can be trashing the guy and, and yeah. uh, you know, and not look at everything either. I mean, I did that with Hurts. So I was trashing Hurts last year um, before the season started. Yeah, and it's the tough and part. I, but... Yeah. I thought when you told that story, Smitty, I thought about the club. I thought you actually went into the club, and there was a bunch of guys sitting in the club. <laughs> no, Clubhouse is a yeah. Clubhouse is an audio chat uh, app. It, it's like Twitter Spaces. But, uh, I'm hoping that guy's uh, watching. I, 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 I feel like uh, I, just, I just had a dumb moment. I um I was in I was doing a draft before you started your live stream and I, and I love my draft but you know it got down to the late rounds and McKinnon's there and and I'm thinking you know McKinnon late round that's a good I had no idea that he was a free agent that he's no longer with KC. No, he he's Is with that uh. Super what? He's with um. He's with nobody. No, Jarek McKinnon's still with the Chiefs. No, he's not. If you go in the under, it shows him with no team. No team. Didn't he get tendered? No. I thought he did too. It shows him with no team. Um, if you go dog, um, it shows him with no team. I'm like, how the heck did I miss that one? Hold on, Ron. Let me just let me just verify this. I thought I thought they brought him. I thought they brought him back. You're right. They haven't signed him. Maybe they were talking about it and never did. I don't know. McKinnon. I'm sure he comes back though. I think that that was the word. I think that he was going to return. He was going to potentially test the market. They bring him back. I don't know. We'll have to see. That's a good point. He hasn't actually signed yet. But you know, he 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 had a team designation up until recently. He wasn't teamless for for the whole time. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, I just noticed that. I just noticed that um, about an hour ago. I thought he got ago. tendered, though. I thought he got tendered. I don't see that he got tendered, but for some reason, I thought he did. Maybe yes, I thought the same thing, but I just read an article that says March 16th. He's officially a free agent again. So, I mean, yeah. not that long ago, less than three weeks or three weeks ago. But I thought I saw the same news pop up. Yeah, I, I must. I must have saw that they were bring they were planning to bring him back or they were thinking to bring him back. I don't know. I thought he did sign it, but that's a good that's a good point, Ron. Uh Ron, hang tight real quick. We got Ryan Kapatrick's already talked to Christian Silva and uh and then we can circle back around Christian. Uh yes. What's up, Smitty? Uh to add on to that Jared McKinnon, no, he's not with us, uh, because 
his uh, he ran out his contract's out. We still have Clyde Edwards Alaire for one more year, but I highly doubt. And they were talking about they weren't going to renew his uh, or giving him give him a longer contract. They're trying to trade him too. I think Joe Burrow would maybe urge the Bengals to trade for him if, let's say, they release Mixon. But we'll see. I don't know how much you you probably get a fourth round, get a fourth rounder for him or something. It would be not not something much at all. In all honesty, I wouldn't mind if we traded him. I mean, he's good, and I like him, but over the years, he has become, well, then again, how we don't really use RBs like that, but he has gotten injured a lot, so he's he's become unreliable for us, at least. That doesn't mean he can't be reliable for Cincinnati, but that's the way I see it. Definitely. I bet you, you bring back McKinnon, though. But we'll, we'll yeah, see. Uh, we because he, not he's only older. that, uh, Marco Hardman is gone. Uh, we we lost McKinnon, and then uh, so we need a wide receiver and we need a, a running back. Bro, I love Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore is gonna have a, a breakout season potentially. Um, a lot of draft yeah, capital. So he he's definitely Sky Moore with the draft capital investment. He's definitely gonna be turned to. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I, I know everybody wants him to be a moon man. I just don't trust him yet. I like him. He's satellite man worthy. Did we put him on the satellite man list? Let me see. Satellite man. Uh, no, we didn't yet. Space cadets in training. Uh, I, well, I love Kadarius Tony too, but another thing alongside Pacheco, I love Pacheco too. And we like, uh, I think I've said it before, but uh, we fear that he'll run so hard that he'll get himself injured. And then Kadarius Tony can't seem to stay fit because he's always getting injured. So then that only leaves us with Sky Moore and uh, uh, I forgot. The, uh, you guys got Justin Ross one. coming back. You guys got Justin Ross coming back. He's injured all oh, last yeah. year. Uh, we got we got a five dollar. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. We got a two dollar hauler from Isaac. How are we feeling about Dearness Johnson in Jacksonville? Uh, backup. I'm not not much of a feeling at all. Um, good player, but but I'm not feeling like he's got any sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good player to be in Jacksonville because I don't feel like he's taking anything from ETN. He's just gonna spell him the, what, what we want to happen. We want ETN getting 22 carries a game. Uh, Paul dropping a $25 wad on the screen, so we need to. Appreciate that, my man. Uh, Thanks for making it rain. $25, $20 haulers get a, a a rain dance there. Smitty, where is your value for Tyler Algier? I think he's undervalued and underdog right now. I would agree with that, but I'd also say I understand why he's undervalued, and I don't really see myself drafting him, even though I can accept he's undervalued. I don't see myself drafting him um, any higher than where he's going, though, because... We don't fully know what the Falcons are going to do with the running back position. They could draft Bijan, probably not, but it's still a possibility. They could draft Charbonnet or, you know, somebody in round two. So we got to keep an eye on that. And some of these running backs will fall further than we would let them fall. They just will. It's just the nature of the way that the running back is looked at in the NFL world. Uh, but until he escapes the NFL draft, 
I'm waiting. And on top of that, you still don't fully know what the offense is going to look like, how well they'll move the chains and so forth. So I like him a lot. I do. He's got a ton of value. Look, he was a moon man for a reason last year. He absolutely looked phenomenal. But if you're if I'm if I'm the Falcons, I would take Bijan. I would take Bijan every single one of these picks, pretty much. But, and that's just not me being offensive minded and crazy. I like Sauce Gardner as my number one overall player in his draft class. So it's uh it's again not something where I'm just so offensive minded all the time. I just think, you know, unless you're the Colts, you got JT, you don't need him. But I, I seriously would be like, if I'm one of these teams, especially the Cardinals, I'd trade down a little and take them. If I'm the Raiders, you can't really because you got Josh Jacobs, so that would be out. Lions will certainly think about taking Bijan at 18. They won't at 6. Falcons could think about it. Bears should be thinking about it, and they probably are. JSN as well. Eagles should be thinking about it. Probably are. But they are also in command of this 30 overall draft pick, so that puts them in prime position to get at least one RB either at 30 or at 10, and the 30 pick guarantees you Charbonnet or Gibbs. So if I'm the Eagles, even as much as I love Bijan, I do kind of like going you know, defensive or offensive line or defensive piece, and then um, you know, maybe going, maybe go, probably going defensive, probably going defense here and going Charbonnet or Gibbs here. Gibbs would be amazing. Gibbs would be amazing. I, I just hope they use him properly. You know, right. you know who's gaining a lot of traction is Izzy Abanacana. I mean, he's gaining a lot of traction. And, uh, I mean, he's not a small back. He's a big back. And 4-3 speed. And um, he's the youngest, youngest prospect Thank you, Paul. in the draft, too. Um, YouTube, I, I you... Think you a great landing spot. Yeah, I hear you. It's a good one, Ron. A YouTube user says Lions have Swift and Montgomery. Yes. Have a daily show, bro. A daily news show, Monday through Friday. I'm live two, three, four, five, six hours a day dropping NFL news. I know this. I know this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, but I do know this. Doesn't mean that the Lions aren't considering it. Um, They love to run the ball, and he's a generational talent. Steve Smith praises Sky more. I love him, bro. Sky Moore, the draft capital alone almost guarantees he's getting a solid shot. And so Sky Moore is 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 somebody to he is he is one of my favorite wide receiver three fours, especially an underdog. He is a phenomenal third, fourth wide receiver. I really, really I, I feel so amped about him in that territory. Love it. I'm definitely keeping an eye yeah. out for Sky Moore. Yeah, good job, Isaac. Smart, my man. Um, if Kelsey loses production or hits that end of his career slump or injuries, Sky Moore could see some upside. So could Fortson. So could uh, what's the other guy's name? We have no no Gray. Also. Gray, Gray, yeah, Gray, Gray, and Fortson. Fortson they love a lot though. So I'm surprised Fortson doesn't get more hype. When people start talking about what if Kelsey got hurt, it's always gray. No gray, no gray. I like no gray, but they love Fortson, so kind of kind of tough to know who they would turn to at the end of the day. But probably Gray's more embedded in the offense and he's got the system yeah, down uh, a little more. Noah, they use no gray more uh, when they're putting two tight ends along what Travis Kelsey is. So usually it's always Noah Gray that they use, but Kelsey's 
most uh, he has this year and then maybe next year before he falls off. That's my estimate. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tyler Scott would work great in Kansas City. Tyler Scott, we'll see. Yeah, he, he definitely, uh, I think he did okay. I know, Ron, you were disappointed with his combine, but I felt like he did decent. He actually, uh, in, in catching drills, looked pretty good. Um, Zay, yeah, he, he looked. Yeah, Zay Jones is a is a real find for who, wherever he slips to. I wouldn't be shocked if Zay went earlier than everybody expected, but also I wouldn't be shocked if he was the fourth wide receiver taken. So... The Patrick dropping a $5 holler. He says, JMO is better value than St. Brown. Last year, I was high on the sun god, but this year, people are going to be disappointed, says the Patrick. It's not the craziest take. Does anybody else, if we're being honest, have a little bit of a concern that kind of like Debo, his huge year, the next year disappointment? Does anybody feel like that with the sun god? I know we love him. Like, but objectively, does yeah. anybody, can they be honest with themselves and say, there's a little bit of a worry? Anybody? Bueller? Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, I, yeah, and we don't know what Jamison's going to do either. So that that's the other uh, factor in the whole thing. If Jamison starts balling out, that could affect uh, Brown's uh, targets and stuff too. Yeah, I I, I, I can understand. I can understand this take. Like if I'm going St. Brown around two, I'm not loving it. I'm not. I, I I hate saying that about a Moon Man. I'm not loving it. Um, it, it's great to see him in like round three. Uh, guys, hang tight. We got so many people on the on hold here. We had the fire. Or what's his name? What's his? That's fire guy on again, but he dropped off. Um. Who hasn't talked yet? I think the only one left is Tristan. Tr- uh, Tristan. Tristan, what's up, pal? Yeah. Hey, Smitty. Um, yeah, on Amon Raw, I just feel like we kind of... I almost... Like, just to be honest, I feel like we've seen the best that we're going to see of him. Um, And I feel like Jameson's going to keep eating into his targets. And DJ Shark is gone now, so Jameson's kind of, you know, the next man up after, after Sun God. And with, um, I think Jared Goff, there's a ceiling with him, and I don't know how long he'll be there. And I'm, I'm honestly selling like I'm in raw for high value right now if I can. Yeah, I don't hate the take. I mean, I, look, I, I like as much as I love St. Brown. I think if St. Brown were going in, um, don't, don't you guys think like if he was a third rounder, we'd be having a much different discussion? Like we'd be saying to ourselves, yeah. like, but the fact that he's like in yeah. round two, I think that's like if you ask me, hey Smitty, how many best ball drafts have you drafted St. Brown in? Out of all my best ball drafts, maybe one. So that's just being wow. real. It doesn't mean I don't like him. I just think second round, I just don't find myself taking the plunge. And I think some of it has to do with what you guys have said, like golf. I, it's not that Goff didn't do great. It's not that Goff can't continue to do well for another year or two. I'm not saying that. But he's got too... Not terrible. 
He's got two. He's got two potential monster wide receivers, and I don't think Goff can cook that much, um, you know, food in the kitchen to feed both of them properly. You so someone's gonna, someone's gonna be left not eating on occasion. And what if they do this rotation thing? It just St. Brown feels a lot like Debo coming off of Debo's big year. That's all like the only the best way I can put it. Not saying it can't work out. I love St. Brown. Well, I think it goes a lot with like a lot of us when it comes around to St. Brown, there's usually like one or two players I like better. Yeah. In in that area. And I yeah. end up picking them instead of out. Yeah, it, I think again, it comes down to it's not that I, I hate him. I'm not calling a bust for St. Brown. It just comes down to liking, yeah, other players better. I mean, if we look at his, you know, it's crazy because, I mean, look how he finished. I know he's banged up too, so it's really hard to judge him off his game log. It really is. But let's look at his game log, and it's just a, it's a little bit concerning. Oh, hold on. But then again, you know, there's not that many that have his worth it. Ethic yeah, either, so yeah, that's a factor for sure. But look at his game log. Um, in weeks 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, no touchdowns, nothing, nothing over 60 or 76 yards in weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, he had two very good games in weeks 12 and 13, 122 yards and a TD, 114 yards and two TDs right here in the uh, in the middle, 11 and 11 and 12. In week 10, he had 119 yards, um, a string of mediocre games there. He had obviously an amazing first two weeks of the season, 12 targets in both week one and week two. He led the NFL, I think, in targets for wide receivers through two, for, through the first two weeks. 64 and a touch, 116 and two TDs. This was a moon man. This was a moon man. This is a guy, when we show the yearbook from 2022, we've got St. Brown in the bottom Left corner, we've got Joe Burrow, Hertz, ETN, Walker. Look at this yearbook. It's phenomenal. We got a lot of heat for this. A lot of people said this wasn't a good list. And then at the end of the year, look how good it looks. Look how. We got, uh, we got Cactus Jack with a, a 199 Spaceman drop. Appreciate that, my guy. What, what's he saying in here? Again, please, nobody take away Cactus Jack. Thank you for the super chat. If you got a question, I'll look for it. You didn't attach anything to this. Maybe you're just being a boss and dropping a, a $2 hauler space jam. Um, well, I don't I want anybody to take away that I that I doubt St. Brown. And especially, don't tell him. Nobody tell him. He'll, the guy will just, he'll never let it go. This guy will stare me down from across the field. He'll probably, he remembers everything. He remembers everything. Hey, Debo Samuel's going live. Let's see what Debo's up to. Debo Samuel's going live right now from his vehicle. Okay. What's Debo doing? What's Debo doing? Let's let's send a, a, a live request just in case. Let's just see if maybe maybe he'll accept accept this in. I've talked to Debo before. I use uh I talked to Debo um in a uh in a clubhouse. Um situation like like I was telling you earlier I, I went on a thing on, on a stage with him and talked to him and uh Debo Debo uh I, I, he's he's a he's a strange guy hopefully yeah hopefully okay he didn't he's a strange guy um 
And, and I think I even said something really positive about him. And everybody, what, what, what do you say? I said something about the Niners and the possibility of winning the division. And there's some Seahawks fans in there or something. And they went crazy. And Debo didn't get my back at all after I said something really positive about the Niners. But he's in here. He's driving. Probably doing some work. He's jamming to some tunes. I'll leave him right here in case in case he gets crazy and accepts the, the request. Um, go ahead. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Who hasn't talked a lot? That has a question. D Philly. Philly? Okay. Uh, who? D Philly. D Philly, go. Okay, uh, but I want to know what you feel with uh, Kirk and Kelvin Ridley. Uh, how is Kelvin Ridley going to affect Christian Kirk's uh, performance this coming season? Oh, boy. You, you got to think he it'll affect him at least a little bit because... This guy put it on his family that he's going to have, what, 1,400 yards? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Ridley a lot. My, my concern with Ridley is that give me an example of a, a wide receiver that's taken off this amount of time because he quit football and then he gambled on football and he missed another year. Can anybody and I'm 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 asking legitimately because there might be an example that I I forgot. I'm like, yeah, that is a good one. Can anybody remember a player that it has taken off that much time, come back and been the exact same on the exact same path? Because he was on the top five to seven wide receiver path. I don't know if anybody remembers that if their memory's foggy, but Calvin Ridley was on the top five to seven wide receiver path. Can anybody cite a, a player in the, in the chat too? That returned to form after two years off. Anybody? Nobody. Antonio Brown. Um, he didn't take two years off though, did he? Uh, yeah, I don't think his time off was very long. Yeah, his time off wasn't. No, he did not. Take Someone off. give me two a two year, a year anybody anybody that's ever taken two years off, come back and balled out the same. Uh, sick nasty celebrating five months. When is your next dynasty startup show, bro? Uh, you know, we'll do a dynasty draft, not tonight, but tomorrow night dynasty YouTube live stream. And if anybody hasn't subscribed to my dynasty channel yet, do that right this very second, because I'm going to do a, a draft tomorrow. I dropped that link in the live chat. Let me pin it real quick. We'll do a dynasty startup mock draft on the channel tomorrow on the dynasty channel. So subscribe. Anybody have a name? Anybody in the chat? Anybody on the call? Anybody that took off, even if it was a significant amount of time? Hopkins didn't take off two years, bro. AP got injured. That's different. We're talking about stepping away and coming back. And AP only missed one. You're talking about one year. You guys are bringing up one year, guys. People get injured all the time. Like, give me somebody that's been out for stepped away from the game for one to two for over one year and come back and balled out Gronk that's a pretty decent one but I don't know that he ever reaches did he he didn't really reach his old levels though Gronk is Gronk though so so nobody can come up with a great example so my point is like are we expecting a little too much out of Calvin Ridley? Or can T-Law, the law dog, do it? 
can he make this guy the first ever that we can remember to come back and be the exact same form? Maybe. I like. I T- think it's pop. I like T Law a lot. I love T Law. I would Law. say T Law is a lot better than Matt Ryan. Oh God, yeah. That's like talking okay, about so uh, put... Jordans versus Puma Jams, bro. <laughs> right. So T Law is going to recognize uh... his talents uh, and his route running is. <sighs> I mean, it was. I don't know if it is now, but his route running was superb. I mean, he was always open. And if that old flat Matt Ryan can hit him, you know T-Law is going to just blister him with Hey, um, across the middles. Yeah, T-Law. Hold on. One thing I want to say about T-Law, but Hector says, I guess, Josh Gordon. No, that's the example that I would say would be the worst example you can give because there was a guy that was in everyone's mind who here can't honestly admit and be honest with themselves that they once thought Josh Gordon Josh Gordon could be a number one, number two, or number three overall wide receiver? Super Chat, Isaac, appreciate you. Uh, are you high on Jamison Williams, Calvin Ridley? Yeah, let me get to that one second, Isaac. Good question. We're talking about Calvin Ridley right now. But did we all thought Josh Gordon had the potential, right? To be like a top, at least top the five next wide. Next Randy Moss. Next, yeah, like that's not crazy that we thought that. That's not. We didn't. We didn't misjudge the situation. He was removed from football for an extended period of time, and when that happens, you sometimes lose an edge. You sometimes lose an edge. Ricky Williams is a good one. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ricky Williams, yeah, great. Running. Yeah, running back, but Ricky Williams' uh, career stats. Let me see how long he took off. Did he just take off the one year, though? That's a great one. So, Ricky Williams... He didn't ever really return to form, though. Uh, Thank you for the... the... Did he return to form? He had a phenomenal... Hunt didn't step away, but he was gone for a half a year. Yeah. uh, Patrick, I mean, it's a good one to bring up, but... We're talking about stepping away. Uh, Mike Vick, he didn't step away by his own accord, but yes, that's another good one. But I don't think anybody's given me an example of somebody that's... What, Ron? Can't use use Le'Veon Bell because he was garbage when he came Right. I would say maybe Ricky Williams is the best one because he did come back of 11-21 and 11 touchdowns in in 2009. And it looks like he stepped away. Um, he retired in 2004, came back in 2005, played 12 games. Um, 2006, missed uh, the season for substance abuse, came back in 2007. So even that one's hard to use because there's only one year off at a time. I, there's no example. There's really no example. So end, end of story is this. Maybe Mike Vick is the only one. Um, and he only missed, how long did Mike Vick miss? Michael Vick. Wasn't his sentence like pretty long? Yeah, two years. Two years, yeah. But what he came, he came back though and did what? He came back in, in here, let me put the stats so we can all look at it. So his first game he back. He came back, uh, Philly gave him a chance and he, he did really well in Philly.
Here, here it is. I'm going to put it on screen so we can go over this together. It's been so long, I don't remember the date. So, um, so in, two, in 20, 2007 and 2008, he was gone. He was in, in, the, in, the, in the pen. So he came back and played seven. Um, no, he played 12 games. He had eight, 86 yards. What? No, he started one game. One game, okay. So 2010. So he missed he missed four years, three years. He missed three years, essentially. Came back in 2010. Had 3,000 passing yards. 21 touchdowns. And I didn't, I, I missed the rushing. How many rushing yards did he have? Hold on. And what year was that? 2011? Or 2000, uh, 2010? 2010, he had 676 and 9 touchdowns. Man, he didn't... Wow. Uh, I, think we, I think we don't give Jalen Hurts enough credit for what he's doing right now. Like, Mike Vick is one of the best running quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And, and we might be looking at the new rushing monster here's Mike Vick's rushing stats um so 2000 what are we saying 2010 I highlighted it here 2010 he had 676 and 9 TDs that was good so Mike Vick is the only guy that's ever missed more than two years or more in return to form maybe Calvin Ridley's the second uh, real quickly, let me get these super chats out of the way. Great questions, great topics, guys. Ridley, hopefully we answered your question on that one already. To, Isaac, what? Prison for two years. He went to prison for two years over dogs, and Kamara's running free after almost beating the guy to death. It makes a lot of sense to me. It's senseless, bro. Isaac says, are you high on Jameson Williams, Calvin Ridley? So I explained Calvin Ridley. I like Calvin Ridley, but I... Ask me how many times I've drafted him in best ball underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Use promo code Smitty. Get up to $100 bonus match. We'll be drafting tonight. So you want to make sure you click on this link. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat right now. You want to get signed up. It's a minimum of $10 uh, deposit. But again, they will match up to $100 in your first deposit. So make sure you, you pick your first deposit wisely. Um, ask me how many times I've drafted Calvin Ridley, guys. In best ball this year, I think zero. It's not that I don't like him, but he's going way too high for my liking. As for Jamison Williams, I tend to own him a little more, but I like St. Brown more, but I do worry about both of them eating into each other's workload. I do. Uh, what else we got? Who else we got on the line that hasn't talked a lot? Uh, D. Philly, you got a chance, right? Um, Tristan or Christian Silva, do you guys have anything you want to ask? Uh, Thank you, just Isaac. One last. Uh, I got one before I uh, before I gotta I gotta go. Uh, I have one uh, dynasty tr- uh, question. Uh, I got sent an offer, and I have both Tyreek and Waddle together. And he wants to send me Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and the 1.5, I believe. Uh, Debo, the 1.5 in Cup for what? 
for just uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. And this is Dynasty? Yes. Uh, and it's a 2QB. Which essentially doesn't matter because you don't have any QBs in this trade. Although the 1.5 can be considered for that. Um, <sighs> that's tough because... Um, Waddle is the most valuable. Hill and Cooper Cup are both older, kind of on the same path of decline in two years, let's say. Debo, I don't trust long-term. 1.5 could be great, but it also is maybe a pick or two. Well, I mean, if how many quarterbacks are going to go in the top five if you had to predict? I'd say in this league, probably two. Just two with the, well, it's the, for the rookies, just two. I already okay. have the 1.4. I have the 1.1, the 1.4, and he wants to give me the 1.5 and uh, Cooper Cup. I don't need any RBs because I already I have Brees Hall, ETN, and Tony Pollard. But, but I do need, well, I only, my two QBs are Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones. I initially wanted to say, heck no, bro, and I'm not saying yes, but the fact that you, you're probably going to see two QBs go. Who are your QBs, you said? Uh, Danny Dimes and Brock Purdy. Danny Dimes and uh, and Tom Brady, you said? Oh, no, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Maybe hmm. if he comes back, but I doubt it. Tom Brady to the moon. Yeah. I would probably say, bro, You, I would take the Cooper Cup Debo side because it gives you a potential Anthony Richardson draft selection. Maybe he goes, though. It gives you the potential for Bryce Young. Stroud could go. Um, and then you also have a shot at Charbonnet, JSN. Probably not Bijan, but Charbonnet, JSN. Oh. Uh, I, I do. I, I have the one point one. Oh, that's so right. That's right. That's I, right. I am, that's right. Um, uh, I have one point one and the one point four, and he's gonna give me the one point five. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take Bijan regardless. I got gotcha. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess even if we don't consider that though, because we got to think about who you're gonna get. I'd probably mm-hmm. say, God, end of the day, bro. I probably take. Look, I like Cup as much as I like Hill. Um. I like Cup as much as I like Hill. I think they both last about the same amount of time. I think Waddle over Debo, but give me the 1.5 and Debo over Waddle. I would try and trade Debo for Watson or London. If you can do that, bro, you smash this trade. Hmm. Okay. You know, if you if you go get yeah. like a London or, or like an Alave, even better, Alave. You go get Alave using Debo and let's say, a, a, I don't know, another pick somewhere. Like a 2025 or something like that. I don't know. It's tough, though. You know, uh, the, getting that 1.5 is nice, though. I mean, uh, I do have an extra 2025 first rounder. Yeah. So, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, 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 try, uh, I'll try that to see where it leads me. Okay. 
Um, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump here in a second. Um, any, any, let's go through the 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 list here. Uh, Christian Silva, you got ten seconds. Go. Uh, nothing much. New. Uh, good. Uh, good show. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with everybody. They should probably just click the like button. Um, like that. That's all for me. All right. Appreciate you, bro. Um, call in tonight if we do we do drafting. We probably will. Appreciate you. All right. D Philly, you got ten seconds. Good show, Smitty. Uh, thanks for the entertainment. Everybody have a good night and uh, see you tonight. Take care. Later, Ron. Or no, let's go. Uh, Kilpatrick, ten, last ten seconds. What do you want? What do you got? What do you got? Hit me with it. Yo, Calvin Ridley's bounce back year, man. It could happen, bro. It could happen for sure. I just, I don't, I don't know that I'm yeah, banking I mean, on it. I don't know. 1,370 yards on a broken foot, man. Man, yeah. Right. You know, you hear things like that, and you're like, yeah, maybe you can. Maybe he will do a Ricky Williams. All right, bro. Appreciate you, Kilpatrick. Call, call in tonight. T, look, T. Oh, that's what I was going to say. T-Law. I believe T-Law has as much ability to throw more three-plus TD games than anybody in the National Football League. That doesn't mean he leads the league in touchdown passes necessarily because he could have one touchdown pass. uh um, games or two, but I think he's that guy that could throw that could throw like three different three TD games with maybe two of them being four touchdown games. You know how Big Ben used to throw like a six touchdown game, it, it, like every it seemed like, yep. it seemed like every year. But I feel like T Law's got that that weird you know two hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns, and then the next week. 250 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he could just have, like, a crazy... Like, he's going to be a... I love T-Law. I love T-Law. So fun to watch. All right, Kilpatrick, call in tonight. All right, see Isaac, the Isaac. Last 10 seconds, bro. The Isaac. Hey, listen, I love the the Ridley topic. I think, man, the Jaguars have three super athletic wide receivers, man. And T-Law's a baller, so... The Ridley conversation is interesting because I'd like I take him over a Juju, honestly, oh, yeah. give him a chance, and just to see how he bounces back after so much time off. Bro, those two are far apart though. Like you, Ridley's going way higher than Juju. Like you'd have to say the the reason I don't own Ridley though is I'd rather have Watson, I'd rather have London, I'd rather have Valave, and Ridley's going like that high, like somewhere Man, in there. He's in that area. Yeah, you know, I get that. that I would skip around, but you know. He, he might he might be in a perfect situation that gives him a little more time to bounce back. Grandma leagues, other- grandma leagues. I bet he falls. I bet Watson and Ridley are both like in round six in grandma leagues. Yeah, yeah. All right, Let's bro. Call, call in tonight, Isaac. Later. All right, man. Tristan. Uh, I don't think I have anything for me. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, call in tonight if you want. Later, pal. And Ron, Ron Navy. Yeah, I'm going to take Tristan's extra 10 seconds. Okay. I, I really love the team I drafted in best ball earlier. I had the uh, the sixth spot, and I ended up with J.J., Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and I love the stack. Crystal Lave, Hawkinson, Pickett, Pickens, uh, Charbonnet, Pat Fryermuth, Osborne, Brian Robinson, Taysom Hill, um, Izzy Akabata, uh, Rashad Rashid, 
Sean Tucker, Tim Patrick, Darnell Washington, uh, James Robinson, Evan Hall, and Tyler Scott. But I got all the receivers and tight ends for every single quarterback I got. Stacking like I the, love that team. Stacking like the man Ron only knows how to be. Ron, appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. I'll see you tonight. We'll do some more stacking tonight. Nice team. I like it. Oh, hard to stack against our own. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's fun, though. Yeah. See you tonight. All right. Le- later, Ron. Later. Appreciate you. Later. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Um, I'll see you all tonight. We'll do we'll do a mock draft and a best ball draft. I, I don't know. i got to figure out the Garrett Wilson stuff, the jersey contest yet. I think I'm going to hold off another weekend, and then Monday or Tuesday we should hit it back again, and we'll start kicking into the, the drafts. So I just got to make sure I iron a couple things out with Underdog to make sure we're, gonna, we're, we're on the same page. So Tuesday we'll do the Garrett Wilson. Well, it's really going to be a super flex uh, – jersey like a quarterback jersey for the super flex draft so the garrett wilson jerseys contest that will kick back into gear once the manias are back and we're back to one qb drafts right now we're doing super flex drafts and so we're gonna have a different jersey for that i just gotta iron that out real quick so we're pausing the garrett wilson drafts all the drafts that were included in that stay in in, 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 entered and then we're gonna continue it on with one qb underdog private drafts but right now we're jumping into the super flex so we're gonna have a Superflex uh, quarterback autograph jersey. So that will probably be Tuesday that we kick that off again. Um, I'll see you all tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you for all the super chats in the building tonight. You know who you are, but I'm going to read off your names anyway. The Patrick dropping a two wad on screen. Isaac dropping a $2 wad on screen. Cactus Jack, a $2 hauler. The Patrick, a $5 hauler. Uh, Paul dropping the $25 wad. Isaac dropping another $2 hauler. The Patrick dropping another $2 hauler. We got Pablo dropping the five spot. We got the Patrick dropping a five. The Patrick's been going crazy. And Devo dropping the $4.99. Appreciate every single one of you. And for those of you that are just hitting the like button, those of you that are commenting, you are also doing your job and your service for this show. We are at, at the verge, the, the cusp of 18K. We are at the verge of 18K on the channel. This behind me, 17K, turns to 18K very, very soon, probably in the next week. Ron Navy dropping a $20 Spaceman dance. And on that note, Ron, let's see if I got any more. Ron Navy, appreciate you, Ron. Ron in the building. Ron making it rain. See you all tonight. Laters. Subscribe if you're new. 100 thumbs up. Appreciate you guys hitting the 100 on the way out the door. 93 of you still in here. And just because 93 of you stayed, you guys know that the credit's it doesn't mean the show's ever quite over. You never know until it ends. On that note, I give you, for those of you that have not been able to see it yet and have no idea what the four horsemen are, here are the four horsemen, one of the best win-a-league strategies in fantasy football 2023 from a certain draft spot. This works out real well. I give you the four horsemen. I give you the four horsemen. Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Joe.
in a 1.1 draft slot. The four horsemen ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up. <laughs>